4: We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code STRAIGHTFIRE and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just five dollars and win two hundred and eighty in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Straight Fire for fifty-six to one odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be twenty-one or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Has the
2: jury reached a verdict?
0: The presiding juror isn't here. She went to get a haircut. Uh, not just any haircut, supercuts. She's back. There was no wait on the app, and there's a supercuts right around the corner. And yes, the jury has reached a verdict. It's not just any haircut, it's supercuts.
3: Wait of Mayberry.
2: Camera crew, the Badger is just beyond this brush. Ready, Tyler? Tyler's getting a haircut. A
1: Badger specialist is getting a haircut? Now?
3: Not just any haircut. Supercuts! And he's back. There's a supercuts right around the corner. I walked in and there was no wait. It's not just any haircut. It's Super Cuts.
2: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Monday, September 27th. And I don't know how you guys feel, but... That's back-to-back Sunday nights to cap just incredible, amazing football-filled weekends. I actually had a lot of kids' stuff over the weekend, and um, it wasn't just college football for me Saturday. But the NFL Sunday was unbelievable, obviously ending with Aaron Rodgers ripping the heart out of the 49ers. And it was a pretty unbelievable Sunday in the NFL. I don't know, Justin Tucker hitting a 66-yard Game-winning field goal, longest in NFL history, sixty-six. Hit the hit the uh, crossbar and doinks over. One of the loudest doinks ever. By the way, the refs totally butchered the play before that, which should have pushed the kick back five yards. But we'll get to that. Um, I mean, there's just so much to cover. This is what I love about the Monday pod. By the way, the Monday numbers have been great on the podcast to start the season uh, up significantly from last year in the first month of the season. Obviously, with fans and more gambling and people loving fantasy. Um, a lot of takes. Obviously, Rams get the win over the Bucks. We'll get to the best team in the NFL probably in the uh, second segment here of the show. We're gonna totally bag on Nagy, Nagy, Nagy. Who, whatever, who cares how you say his name? He sucks. He's he's awful. Uh, he's fixing to get fired here. But I think you have to start with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm watching the game uh, last night. You know, you get the kids upstairs. Uh, they're in the shower, and I it's starting to get late in the um the, the process. And I'm trying not to get too into the game, not shouting. Uh, You know, Jimmy G comes through, gets the touchdown. I'm a Jimmy G defender. I like the guy. We'll get to it. Rob wants to bag on him. That's fine. Okay. He did go the length of the field to give his team the lead. uh, And only left 37 seconds on the clock, which was too much time. Um, Jimmy G did his job. The defense didn't do theirs. And on the two passes that Rodgers uncorks to Devontae Adams, he's friggin' wide open in the middle of the field. How does that happen? I'm, just, I'm totally flabbergasted. I actually yelled, oh, my gosh, twice. Like, how? They have one guy who can beat you. The other guys, whatever. They're they are non-factors. I had Robert Tanyan in fantasy. He did jack squat. And now I need a big night from Miles Sanders. You don't care about my fantasy team. Um, Devontae Adams is a wide open, Just goes right to a pocket. Aaron Rodgers drops it in a bucket. Boom, boom. Mason Crosby from 50. Say good night. And, you know, Jimmy G, I see him, you know, the cameras come on him, and he's walking to midfield to shake hands with Aaron Rodgers, and he's just, like, kind of smiling. I, I'm sure 49ers fans did not like to see that. I, I just, boy, the the hatred and the enmity and the anger toward Jimmy G on every mistake is just amplified. I mean, 49ers have a Super Bowl-winning team, okay? I have Super Bowl futures on the Niners probably more than any other team in the NFL. Um, by the way, your Chiefs' Super Bowl futures are not dead yet. Not dead yet. Although the Chiefs are now one and two, I did call that on Cowherd show on Friday. Said there would be panic this morning, but of course the Chiefs, Chiefs and Chargers got upstaged by just everything else. I mean, goodness gracious! I just I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's amazing. Still, no, we know he's amazing. After the clunker where he was abysmal against the Saints, I didn't say he was washed. Nobody did. I hope not. The Packers started slowly. And folks, the Packers should have lost last night to the Niners. I know they led most of the game. There were a couple questionable penalties, the tripping call, uh, uh, the knockout blow of Devontae Adams. People are just begging for a flag. Listen, the world was on the Niners last night. I'm sorry, no, the world was on the Packers last night. Um, a couple friends I know were on the Niners and they were upset because they were the the perceived sharp play because there was so much money from the public and the pros. On the Packers. Everybody was on the Packers getting points. And of course, they start to panic as the 17 0 lead goes away. And, you know, what are you going to I don't know what you do with the Jimmy G Trey Lance situation. Lance came in on the fourth and one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had had enough, had seen enough, two seconds left in the half, and Trey Lance just runs it in easily. And you could tell, like, that energized the stadium second half, 49ers run control. Uh, but Jimmy G made a really bad mistake. And listen, I don't want to sound too hokey and too facts of life, but, you you know, you take the good and take the bad. There's only a couple quarterbacks who there's only really good. Like, Aaron Rodgers is only really good. Maybe once or twice a season he'll shit his pants. But Jimmy G is going to be a monthly kind of scene where he's screwing up. Maybe bi-weekly. Or bi-monthly. So tw- at least twice a month. And And, frankly, like, he wasn't great, but... He gave his team the lead with 37 seconds left. So I can't kill Garoppolo for his performance. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like him probably more than others. And I will just say the way you see Ben Roethlisberger and his lack of mobility in the pocket. And I joked on on my Instagram page that there, there's a clip going around the internet of Ben Roethlisberger like moving the pocket. There is nobody else in the shot. Okay, no offensive lineman, no defensive lineman, and Ben. Throws the pass and trips over his two left feet. I mean, it looks like a refrigerator getting knocked down. That's how bad it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, what the hell happened to this guy? And you watch him and you're like, well, shucks, you give Jimmy G to the, to the Pittsburgh Steelers and they got something. You could spend some more money on that defense. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looked awful. I think that ship has sailed. I don't know if he survives this season. At some point, you're going to have to bench him. So I think there's two legitimate options for Jimmy G when the 49ers move on, and they will move on. I, I don't think you can take this all season, the stress, and dealing with the, the highs and lows of Jimmy G. Numbers were okay, 25 of 42, 57. You don't love the 6.4 yards per attempt. Yeah, he was a check down king. One, one explosive pass the whole game. Okay, the George Kittle 39 rumbling, bumbling, stumbling uh, on the final drive. Other than that, everything's short. Now, some people will say the Packers' defensive push was incredible. They did get to Jimmy G four times. And the running game was non existent, being down to their rookie running back, Trey Sermon. Um, I personally was a little unhappy that Debo only caught five of his ten targets. But, you know, I'm not going to make this a fantasy discussion. When, when Jimmy G drops back to pass, he does not have an amazing group – Brandon Ayuk showed flashes. Debo's very good. George Kittle's excellent. But again, like, are any of these guys in the vicinity of Devontae Adams? Like, I guess Kittle's a top-tier tight end, probably number two or three, right, if we think Kelsey's the best tight end. You know, George Kittle's probably second. Um, But they don't have a Devontae Adams who just gets open easily. I mean, listen, Jair Alexander was blanketed on Ayuk in the end zone on the one touchdown pass Jimmy G threw. By the way, Kind of big balls of Jimmy G, third and goal, down 10, targeting Jair Alexander, who was, I believe, the number one or number two PFF graded cornerback last year. And Jimmy G still threw at him. I I, I like Jimmy G. I think my guess, Rob G, as a, a West Coast denizen who's seen a lot of Jimmy G and is about to take a dump on him. I believe he will either be quarterbacking the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. That would be my first guess because the Steelers, I think, are still very good. Now, just remember, no T.J. Watt yesterday. That obviously hurt a significant amount. Um, And with the defense, they're going to be really, really nasty. Um, And I would say the other team, assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't go to to, um, the Miami Dolphins, is if you're Miami, you take Jimmy G in a heartbeat, don't you? I mean, why not? I think he's clearly an upgrade over Tua. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, by the way, dropped back like 55 times or something obscene to pass. That's how desperate that team is. But, yeah, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Jimmy G leaves the conference. You definitely don't want to see him uh, twice a year or even once in the regular season in the playoffs. I mean, I, I, I would guess the Giants maybe get in the mix, although they don't look that good, or they're not really close to being good. Washington, whose defense has regressed considerably, um... You know, I I thought maybe there would be a case for uh, the New Orleans Saints, but you know somehow Jameis continues to carry on despite not throwing for over 150 yards. I I don't get it either. But Jimmy G's going to have suitors. He's going to be in this league while well, he's going to be a starter. Unlike you know Jared Goff, who whose days are clearly numbered in Detroit. Um, Rob G, any quick thoughts on the 49ers defense gagging? gagging against Aaron Rodgers in just disgusting fashion um I did not have any action on the game personally I did not have them in the contest um so I'm not as worked up about it as other people I would just be pissed if I were a 49ers fan of the defense right now
5: yeah it was a rough ending there for that Niners defense but then again it was pretty much a rough night overall because this is what Aaron Rodgers does to pretty much everybody save for one game a year maybe two where he has a complete like you said he just totally poops his pants for whatever reason one time a year the rest of the year he kind of does this to everyone i mean last season against teams that were 500 or better he was 18 touchdowns uh, four picks so aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of the football in nfl history and that's not just me saying that that's multiple former nfl players former quarterbacks that say nobody throws the ball better than he does but i want to go back to what you said about jimmy g to me, he was the third best quarterback that I saw last night. Oh, on okay. Oh, come All right. I mean,
4: <laughs> did Trey Lance throw a
5: pass? I just have to. No, look but his lot. first play, he just danced right into the end zone untouched. I mean, the guy, look, you look, look so easy. But Jim, Jimmy G is just, he is the epitome of mediocre. And mediocre does not mean bad. I don't uh, okay, like that. Okay, time out, time
4: out. What is Ryan Fitzpatrick?
5: He's worse than Jimmy G.
4: Isn't he mediocre?
5: Uh, he's, is he average? Oh, he's below mediocre. Wow, yeah, because I mean, he turns the ball over to too much. Game. He turns okay. the ball over too much. Fair enough, but J- Jimmy G is he's, he's Jag. He's a, he's a guy. He's just a guy. You know, like I, I hope his middle just name the guy is who's Andrew. Been to the Super
2: Bowl, by the way.
5: Yeah, but he threw eight passes to get there. All right, like I hope his middle name is Andrew, so I can say he's G A J A G. Just a guy. Oh gosh, All right, brutal. this guy dates. No, I mean stars like too, stripper, he's yeah. fine. You like you Show said you can respect. <laughs> you can win with Jimmy G. He, he's, he can be solid, but he he just does something sometimes where you're like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, in that fourth quarter, when the Packers should have put it away, when Devontae Adams had an open... He was screaming down the sidelines and Rodgers kind of underthrew it and there was no flag called. But the reason that was even in that position is because Jimmy Chi decided to throw the ball backwards as he was getting sacked.
4: I did see that. Which
5: is called for a fumble. It's like any... Good quarterback knows you throw the ball away. You don't take a sack. Any average quarterback probably takes the sack and hurts their team that way. A guy who's somewhere below average, but average on like his best days, is the guy who would try to make a pass and throw it backwards and and, and add something like that. That's that's something that a rookie quarterback would do. That's something I would expect, you know, uh, 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 a Mac Jones or a Justin Fields to do in their second and third career start. Jimmy G has been doing this for too long. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's got—he's too well paid to be making mistakes like that, which he seems to make every single game. I—I I can't count on him week to week to know what I'm going to get. He's not even Kirk Cousins. Where Kirk Cousins, you can well, say you know what? He, no, no, Kirk Cousins is definitely better quarterback. I don't. And Kirk it. Cousins is—is is what average. 13, uh, no, he's like a
4: top fifteen quarterback.
5: Okay, that's average. That's av- That's uh, well, definitive I, I, of average.
4: Sixteen would be. I, I think Kirk probably could crack the top ten.
5: Okay.
4: I mean, we'd have we'd have to. Maybe this week we can have a longer discussion. It, it's yeah, just yeah, like
5: yeah. You, you saw the difference when Jimmy G put them ahead late in that game. It was like, wow, I can't believe he did it. You were almost shocked. Like, look at what he did. He was grinding away all night. He finally breaks through. And then as soon as Rodgers does what he does, two passes in 35 seconds to get the game-winning field goal, you're not even shocked because there's levels to this game. And Aaron Rodgers is way up here at the top. Jimmy G is somewhere right in the middle.
4: Okay, so if you're wondering, 49ers fans, the sky's not falling. Uh, If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, the sky could be falling. The Seahawks, by the way, we're not going to go deep on them. They were abysmal. Uh, I had them in the contest like a friggin' idiot. And they led 17 7. I'm like, all right, we're looking good, looking good. And then they did not score another point. That's two straight second halves where Russell Wilson, Mr. Backdoor, you know, Mr. uh, I always keep the games close. There's two straight weeks he's been able to do, unable to do anything in the second half. And they get boat raced by Minnesota, your guy, Kirk Cousins. And so you look ahead next week and it's NFC West weekend. Rams who we'll talk to in a, talk about in a sec, play the Cardinals. I, I, I'm i obsessed with that game. And then 49ers Seahawks. So either Seattle will drop to 1-3, and three, or San Fran could drop to 2-2. Two and two, If you're scoring at home, Pete Carroll has owned Kyle Shanahan. Okay? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6-2 in, la- in the eight meetings. Seahawks versus Niners. That's not good news for the Jimmy G should start crowd, which is me. All right, let's go to the best team in the NFL. Yes, I said that the best team in the NFL, the LA Rams here in my backyard. Okay. They put a hurting on Tom Brady. I was wrong about this game. I like Brady and the Bucks. Uh The the market liked Brady and the Bucks. The money was on them all week. The number moved from Rams as a favorite to uh, Tampa as a favorite. I, I, I felt good. I thought I had it diagnosed well. I did not like the Rams' defense. They were the better unit in this game. The Tampa defense could not stop a nosebleed. Folks, it was bad. I mean, all the—I mean, Matt Stafford. Matt—and again, it's easy to get hyperbolic after these games, okay? After week one, it was the Packers are total garbage. They are horse manure, and Jameis Winston could win the MVP, okay? So then then week two happens, and it's like, oh, well, the Chiefs. Oh, my goodness, it's over. The Chiefs are in trouble. And, you know, people just freak out. Okay, you don't want to freak out about Tampa, but Tom Brady had to throw 55 passes because they were trailing all game. He's 44 years old. Now, they did move the ball well, but the Rams were money on third down 10 of 15. Okay, I mean, both teams were three and four in the red zone, three out of four, both teams, no turnovers. So like both offenses were good. What was the difference? The Rams were key on third down. McVay is just on fire right now, and he's so geeked having Matt Stafford over Goff, and you see him running, like sprinting to the end zone on the Deshaun Watson bomb to celebrate with the team like he's one of the guys. I mean, it's pretty cool. You love to see it. As my kids who play Fortnite all the time say, you love to see it. And here's a good stat that I was able to dig up. Matt Stafford has six touchdown passes this year. On vertical routes. That would be the post route, the corner, the go, and the wheel route. Six of them this year through three games. Jared Goff last year had six all season. We were on this, guys. We said Matt Stafford would unlock an entirely new section of the Sean McVay playbook. And through three games, you can't tell me there's a better team in the NFL. They are going to score with anyone. Okay? Okay? Yeah, there was a bit of a hiccup in the second half against the Colts. They had the special teams miscue. But let's be realistic. Right now, you have to score 25, 30 points to be able to hang with the Rams. And, oh, by the way, you got to block Aaron Donald, and you can't throw a Jalen Ramsey. Like I, I, I think the defense is still a little leaky, and I will tell you I've made a couple bets already for week four, uh, and I took the Cardinals getting six. I did. I know that's a big number. I know I can almost hear Rob G's just dismissive nature not liking me taking the Cardinals, getting six against the Rams. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, by the way, man, he is. It's two weeks in a row he's got away with some dumb shit. Obviously, uh, they get lucky in the Vikings missed a field goal last week. He butchered the fourth quarter as he did often last year and attempting a 68-yard field goal outside, not at altitude in Jacksonville. And then it was run back 109 yards for the touchdown. And folks, there was a moment where Arizona was in trouble and everybody's survivor pool was about to go down the tubes. Kyler Murray bailed him out. A.J. Green had a monster game. That's something to monitor, by the way. Man, that's the weapons that Kyler Murray has. I know Jalen Ramsey will lock down an area next week, but where's he going to lock down? You want to put him on Hopkins? That's fine. They got Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. This team has ridiculous weapons. And I, I really do think the Cardinals remember it's gonna be an emotional win against Brady. Everybody's gonna pick the Rams as the team to beat in the uh in the NFC. Their Super Bowl futures, they might be the hell the favorite for all I know. Um I really do think the Cardinals will be live next week. I like this Cardinals team a lot. I know uh, I have an irrational love for some stupid things. Uh, the Cardinals, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, listen, my New York Jets, we could go on down the list. I don't know, Rob. I, I just firmly believe this Rams team is the best. And if you guys can r- want to run it back, I posted it on my IG stories. The day the trade was made on this podcast, I said they were the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. Now it's only 3-0, Okay. Uh, they, they did beat the Bears in the opener. They beat uh, the Colts last week. The Colts are winless. The Bears have one win and look hapless. And now they took down Tom Brady, uh, which, by the way, did not cover the spread in the first week uh, against Dallas. And in the second week, they needed two Matt Ryan pick sixes in the fourth to cover. So, Tampa, so it's not like they've played a gauntlet, okay? There's other teams that play way harder schedules than the Rams, but Rams, Cardinals, will be a good test. Any thoughts on the Rams, Rob G.?
5: Well, as somebody who picked them to win the Super Bowl before the season after Matt Stafford to an MVP, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um Okay. All right. Flex on him. Yeah. I, I, now I, I was never as high on Matt Stafford as I think you were when the trade was made. I, I definitely wanted to see a little something. But with that McVay offense and those superstars that they have on defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, you knew that they were going to be at worst a top five team. You know, even if Stafford It ends up you know yeah. being a pumpkin. But what we've seen so far through this season is that, you know, if you think they're the best, that's fine. You know, but you know some people make a case for Tampa still because it was a road game. People might still make the case for the Chiefs, even though they've been struggling. There's not a more complete team than the than the uh Rams mm. because yeah, they can beat you in any different kind of way. You you want to have a shootout. Matthew Stafford apparently can still sling it with the best of them. I thought you would have said your Raiders are the most
2: complete.
4: Three and zero, though. Get exci- Get those playoff tickets. That's By the way, right. are you going to be going to uh, Raiders Chargers on Monday night? I am.
5: I am. Oh my so goodness! I-, I may be too hungover wow. to do the podcast on Tuesday morning. Just give. Are me line,
4: you so. going to? What weapons are you going to bring to the
5: stadium? <sighs> How How are you gonna break you? Are you gonna wear
4: Kevlar? You know, I you mean, know
5: that's basically going to be a Raiders home game. You should tell the Chargers fans exactly. It is
4: going to. I mean, what do they call it? The, the black hole is just going to be in full effect. It's yeah, gonna I'm going to be safe.
5: Scared. I'm going to be fine. because well, I'm a Raider. Raiders, fan. Raiders gear. Yeah, maybe so I'll uh,
4: maybe I'll go wearing a Justin Herbert T-shirt.
5: Oh yeah, we'll see what happens.
4: On, no, honestly, I know wake those Raiders up fans are crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and and listen, get excited, Raiders! You're three and zero. Although another just. I'm not going to be, we're we're not, the Raiders are not worthy of this early in the podcast. What are Um, you talking about? The Rams, uh, by the way, five unbeaten teams left. Four of them were not in the playoffs last year. The Rams are the only one that was in the playoffs. Look, we're all adults here. And I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company. That makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at Lucy.co. That's Lucy.co. And use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Disney Bundle. This winter, there is something for everyone with the Disney Bundle. On Disney+, Plus, watch unforgettable stories like The Book of Boba Fett and Encanto. On Hulu, watch originals like Pen15 and The Great. And on ESPN+, Plus, score big with Man in the Arena, Tom Brady, and NHL. Get more of what you love with the Disney Bundle for only $13.99 per month. Includes Hulu ad-supported plan. Access content from each service separately.
5: Terms apply. See thedisneybundle.com for details. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand,
3: which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together so you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part, TV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream,
5: get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location, restriction supply.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: I just quickly want to touch on the Chiefs. I just want to remind you guys who Kansas City has faced this year, okay? I think the Chiefs are going to be my biggest bet of the week uh, this coming week against the Eagles, depending on what the line is. I saw like a five, and I was like, no way.
5: Don't do it. No, What do you mean? Don't do it. You Really? They, for whatever reason, are horrible against the spread.
2: Yes,
4: I
5: think yes. they might be, what is this, 2-12 and 12 in their last Something 14 like games against so the spread? Let me
4: just remind you who they've faced. they faced the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers. If you looked at preseason Super Bowl odds, those are probably three of the top six or seven in the league. Maybe top eight. I know Browns are certainly in there. Chargers and Ravens are a little bit down the list. But they played three really good teams. This is a huge step down to face the Eagles off a rivalry game on a short week against the Cowboys. And I just want to remind people that the Kansas City Chiefs turned the ball over four times against the Chargers. Four turnovers. And they still, the Chargers, needed a ridiculous – Fourth down and nine conversion to win the game in Arrowhead. Okay? Kansas City, four turnovers, Rob G. They tried their best to give the Chargers the game, and the Chargers took it finally. Okay?
5: I don't think the Chiefs are capable of that. Like, But don't if, they do this every week, though? Well, like, they, they have they been they slumping. This, this Remember, is it, this but, isn't well, a, an unusual thing for them. Well,
4: Mahomes had gone September, I think it was Four straight September's without a loss, or no. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I, Three I don't mean without sp- a loss, no interceptions, yeah, right, no, and then all right. of a sudden he's throwing bad. T- they, they made a lot of mistakes yesterday. You're right, but the point is they still led that game, or they were yeah they were led in the fourth quarter again. And you could argue, uh, and again, I, I know this gets a little silly, but if the Baltimore, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire does not fumble, okay, and the Chargers do not convert fourth and nine. Who knows what happens in overtime? Like the Chiefs are still three and zero, but they are. The reality is they're one and two. Mahomes has not been as crisp. He tried a no look pass that was uh, off the hands of his guy and picked off in the red zone. <clears throat> Their red zone defense has been pretty anemic. But I would just say right off the Chiefs at your own peril, uh, Andy Reid coaching against the Eagles. Like I feel like there's a big, 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 big play on the Chiefs.
5: Well, see, here's the thing: is and I, I didn't. I should have been more specific. They don't turn the ball over like this normally. So you know, that was that was unusual. But I don't think there's a single team in football that plays at the level of their competition more often than the Chiefs do. Like they their best is probably better than anybody else's. Like I think that when they're clicking especially offensively that nobody can hang with them. Not even my guy Aaron Rodgers. Not even my MVP pick, Matt Stafford. Not old ass Tom Brady. I think when they're on, no one can hang with them. The problem is they've gotten to this mindset where they're like, hey, we can flip the switch at any moment. So they'll go through these lulls that are three and four drives straight or a half or a quarter. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like Pat Mahomes, why are you throwing no look passes in football?
4: Well, the offensive line has not been great. He has been under a lot of duress. I'll wait for the pro football focus pressure numbers to come out a little bit later. But the Chargers, with uh, Bosa even dinged up, uh, was still able to get a lot of pressure. By the way, Bosa didn't even play the full game. They did sack Mahomes twice. Uh, let's see how many hits they had. Seven hits on Mahomes. Um, they were getting after him. By the way, Derwin James, who's always hurt, left the game. I'm sure we'll hear about his injury tomorrow. Um, I, I I I just... The one, My one humongous takeaway from this game, besides I love the Chiefs next week, is that Justin Herbert is a friggin' baller. I mean, we knew this after last year, but holy hell, if the Dolphins GM does not lose sleep every Sunday night after watching Herbert ball out, thinking, how the hell did I pick Tua over this guy? I, guys, Justin Herbert looks so freaking good. Uh, I, I know there were some red zone woes. They were three for three in the red zone early uh, against the um, against the uh, Chiefs. For the season, Justin Herbert has been unbelievable, and and I'm not even joking when I say he is going to be in the MVP discussion this year, and certainly one would assume for the next decade, given how good Herbert has been. Now, you know you, you got to finish these drives. Um, we saw a little bit of a melt in the red zone against the uh, Cowboys. That was fixed. Against KC, but you're somebody Somebody told me um, when, I, when I was doing TV. And again, I reach out to a lot of people to try to get feedback. And somebody smart said, and again, I don't want to be that guy. Hey, gas me up. Tell me how good I was so I can like look at myself in the mirror and flex. Like, no, that's not me. I want the truth. If I screw up, tell me. If I stink, tell me. And this guy said, you're not good until you're consistent. Where you show up every day and you deliver. And we're getting to the point where Justin Herbert... Every single game is delivering. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to win every game. Nobody wins every game. Mahomes doesn't win every game. Rodgers doesn't win every game. Hell, Rodgers has only been to—how many Super Bowls for Rodgers? One or two? One. Yeah, one. He's won one NFC title game. That doesn't mean he's not great, but Aaron Rodgers delivers. I mean, that guy is just freaking consistent. He's going to get his team in the mix to win. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, just, I don't know how the Chargers screw this up with Herbert outside of, you know, n- not replenishing the O line and not, not fortifying the defense, but they're going to be in
5: every game with him, a quarterback, man, that guy's awesome. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, he's, he's physically gifted, which is something that Tua, the guy who's taken ahead of him definitely is not um, the only problem with, with, with Herbert. And it's not his problem. It's that he plays with the chargers. Yeah, the Chargers and in just, the Chiefs division. <laughs> yeah, they they you know they find new and unique ways to 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 lose a lot of games. Like they have the same issue that the Chiefs do, where you know they say don't no, play with your food. Well, they play with their food a lot. The problem is that the Chiefs have Pat Mahomes and Andy <laughs> Reid to usually get them by these things, and you know the Chargers historically don't have a pairing like that. So. History's not uh, on their side.
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be difficult. And I had a buddy of mine who's a big Chargers guy who's followed the team. He wrote a bunch of stuff for me on the big lead, criticizing the Chargers. Just like, they're going to blow this. They're going to blow this. And I was like, I think this is a different Chargers team. It just Anthony Lynn's not there, you know? Staley was going for it. He was going for it on fourth and four, right? Because he didn't want to kick the field goal and lose. Or he didn't want to just, yeah, kick a field goal and lose to Mahomes. And they got a penalty, pushed it back to fourth and nine. you're like, oh, they'll just kick it now. No. Went right to Keenan Allen. Was, I mean, it was just like, wow. those were. So, I, I will say, Rob, gambling in the NFL early this season, it, the coaching is so different now. Like, the idea of, hey, let's play it safe and not really go for it, and let's kick the field goal and punt. Like, I would say the bulk of the league is getting aggressive as hell. I don't have numbers to back that up yet. It's, it's early Monday morning. But I think it's pretty clear. We saw it on Sunday Night Football. Get aggressive. Then we just saw it with... Uh, the 40, uh, last night, when the 49ers decided, hey, we're going to kick a field goal on fourth and four, that would have blown up in their face. And today, everybody would be killing Lafleur again when the Packers kick that field goal to go up six, and then they lose the game. But they have Aaron Rodgers, who bailed them out. Um, even the Detroit Lions are so- showing something. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't want to talk too much about this week's lines. I've only made a couple bets. But you have to look hard at the Detroit Lions, who are six-point dogs on the look ahead against the Bears this week. How the hell are the Bears favored by six over anyone? That was bet down almost instantly to three. It, or it reopened like in the vicinity of three, but it's at three. And if you guys saw Justin Fields on his back like a turtle the entire game, he got sacked nine times. They had the lowest passing output this century when you remove the sack yards from Justin Fields' passing total. They could do nothing. You got to look at the, the Lions, who have been... Listen, Rob, you love to make fun of Man Campbell all the time. They're playing hard, man. Now, I will just say, I don't want to get too much into speculation. Uh, I have asked for confirmation on this. But if you guys remember, Lamar Jackson missed practice this week allegedly for flipping into the end zone, and he might have dinged up his shoulder. People were like, oh, idiot, celebrating. And then it was like, oh, yeah, he missed all really because of an illness. So I had some, and again, not verified. This is what I heard. But I somebody mentioned to me that um, Lamar got the uh, either the first or second shot of the to vaccination, and he was feeling some ill effects. And then then someone, the person who told me this, reached out again and was like, "Do you think that's why he wasn't sharp against the Lions?" And I, you know, I went back and was looking at some of the game on YouTube. And you can watch uh, the condensed version. And it's not like he was bad. By the way, Hollywood Brown dropped two touchdown passes on him. And maybe this is not even a discussion. But from a statistical standpoint, Lamar had his worst game of the young season. Um, uh, His numbers of passing and rushing were significantly lower than the first two games. Now, you could say, hey, short week, travel, blah, 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 coming off the – well, not short week, but coming off the Sunday Night Football win – you know, a heroic victory where the Ravens celebrated over the Chiefs. They finally got that monkey off their back. Maybe that's what contributed to it. I don't know. But the bottom line is the Ravens have one of the spiciest matchups, Rob G, with your um, rival to the Raiders, the Denver Broncos. Broncos are hosting the Ravens. We're already seeing some funky line movement. Um, Denver's undefeated. But, uh, and I like to bag on Rob's Raiders, so I got to bag on the Broncos a little bit. Their victories have come against Danny Dimes in week one. In week two, they beat Trevor Lawrence. And in week three, they beat Zach Wilson. So two rookie quarterbacks and Danny Dimes, who plays like a rookie. It's a bit of a step up in class to face Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And you have to wonder, the Ravens have already faced three no, I mean, the Raiders are undefeated. They The Ravens faced them, lost. Then they faced the Chiefs and won. Got a little lucky with the Edwards-Alaire fumble. And then they beat the Lions on the longest field goal in NFL history, 66 yards. So there's a case, Rob, and again, you could do this with a lot of teams, that the Ravens
5: are closer to 0-3 than any team that has a winning record. Would you agree with that? Well, wow, that's a, a roundabout way. It's a mental gymnastics to say they're closer to 0-3 considering so they're 2-1. and one. Um I mean, look. If it weren't for a couple of fluke plays, maybe the Chiefs are three and zero. You know, if it same for, thing, it,
4: thing does apply. Yeah, and know, that's why.
5: It, it, go ahead. I mean, that, that's just that's football, man. Yeah. I mean, the the difference between like I, I think I said this earlier, uh, maybe last week, the difference between eleven and five, or in this case, it will be eleven and twelve and five, and seven and nine is like four plays <laughs> in an NFL season. It's like, oh, you missed the game-winning field goal right there. Or, or you know there was a DPI that didn't go your way, and the other team gets a chip shot to beat you. You know, like these these one play that seemed insignificant at a time at the time, yeah. but that ultimately what does you? Win. I mean, the Raiders were in a, a, almost had a tie yesterday because their kicker Carlson, who's probably been the best kicker in football this season, missed an extra point. Game's over. It's a wrap. There's no, there's nothing, no coming back from that. Yeah, and it's well, like, same, it, on, it's like every time. game comes yeah. down to one or two of these little, it seems seemingly insignificant plays that are the difference between going twelve yeah. and five and making the playoffs or seven and nine. Seven the and high ten.
4: leverage plays. Yeah, no, that's a great point because the Raiders, frankly, uh, you know, I bet on the Dolphins. They did cover for me. Um, it was fourteen nothing Dolphins, and the Raiders get the ball back at their own like one yard line. I'm sorry, the Dolphins are up 14 nothing. They get the ball at their one-yard line. And they, they basically open the door to the comeback by doing one of the dumbest plays you'll ever see. Jacoby Brissett drops back to pass, throws it to a wide receiver who's standing three yards deep in his own end zone. It's not even a wide receiver screen. He just throws it to a receiver in the flat who is three yards deep in his own end zone. I saw the pass go. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And the guy's tackled instantly for a safety. Then you got a punt. Car comes down the field, field goal, and it was back like game one. By the way, Rob, you know it was 14 nothing, And then the Raiders, thanks to that safety, proceeded to score 25 straight points? Like, that's just one humongous, idiotic move. Now, maybe you say, hey, they're forced to punt, and they get a short field. Fine, give them the short field. Don't give them the friggin' safety on the road. Hand them points and then have to punt to them. But these high-leverage plays, they are enormous, and frankly, luckily, my Jets did not have any... Um, so my Denver survivor pick. And listen, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Before we get to Cowboys-Eagles, I'm just going to say this, Rob. One of the bets I have made for week four is on the New York Jets getting nine, nine at home against the
5: Tennessee Titans.
4: Oh, gosh. Is that, is that idiotic?
5: I, I, don't, I don't know how you can feel confident about a team that hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. Well, like I know, you know nine is a lot to give up or, you know, that's that's helpful for you. But right. like, how do you Let's feel confident? Let's just briefly go through the uh, the Jets opponents without, you know, going too deep here. So
4: in the opener, they face the Carolina Panthers, who I believe have surrendered Great defense. One, def- one touchdown in the first half this season. Panthers have a top 10 defense. Then in the second week, they face Bill Belichick, who has a really good defense. And by the way, I know they lost to the Saints, but go look at the offensive numbers for the Saints. They did nothing. <laughs> you know, Mac Jones just had a couple unlucky interceptions. One pick six, and then another one, his guy catches it, and then he's like, takes a step and the ball just like pops out of his hand into the Saints guy's arms. Um, Patriots have a really good defense. And, oh, yeah, in week three, they went to Denver in altitude. It was like 85 degrees, and uh, they faced a ferocious Denver defense. So, yeah, now there's going to be a step down to face the Tennessee Titans who can't stop anybody. They let Carson Wentz with no good ankles keep the game close um, throughout. And, uh, yeah, I think the Jets can cover nine at home faux show, If you guys will remember, uh, last year the Jets were plucky with Adam Gaze and Darnold. Uh, And I think they beat the Browns outright who made the playoffs. And then I think the year before that when they were bad, I think they took down the Cowboys uh, when they were huge underdogs at home. The Tennessee Titans do not have a defense that's good enough to be favored by nine over anybody.
0: This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. Smart Food air popped popcorn is flavored with delicious white cheddar cheese. And at only 70 calories per cup, snack a little smarter this year without giving up your favorite snacks. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. Official rules at nevergonnagiveitup.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17 plus, 50 US, DC, and PR.
3: This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. From ways to save money to keeping the newest addition to your houseplant collection alive, learning new skills is a great idea. And not just because you've conquered orchids or investing. When you're always learning, it keeps you sharp, like ZipRecruiter. Their AI is always learning. So if you're hiring, their AI gets better and faster at finding the right candidates for all of your roles. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. The way it works is simple. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you so you can easily review them and invite your top choices to apply, which encourages them to apply faster. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. And remember, right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire.
5: This episode is brought to you by CVS. Tricare beneficiaries. CVS Pharmacy has one word for you. Welcome. Yes,
2: CVS Pharmacy now accepts Tricare. Great news for the military veteran community. Welcome to over 10,000 CVS locations. Welcome to earning rewards just for filing scripts. Welcome
5: to an array of digital tools. Join other veterans and their families by transferring your prescriptions at cvs.com Tricare. And welcome to CVS. TriCare is a registered trademark of the Department of Defense. Defense Health Agency, all rights reserved.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
4: All right, let's get to um, Cowboys Eagles tonight. Monday Night Football uh, line was at four. All of the money are is on the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia goes down to three. Now it's back up this morning to three and a half by the favor by the Cowboys. Um, from a fantasy note, I have to be backing the Cowboys here, but uh, my opponent has Jalen Hurts. That's why I also have Miles Sanders. And my opponent has uh C D Lamb. You don't care. Um, I have a teaser with the Eagles getting I tease them up from four to eleven that completes a teaser. So I'm hoping that's a close game, and I think it will be. My gut tells me the Dallas Cowboys win this one. Not handily, because they don't win anything handily. I just I trust offense at this stage of the season over defense. And I feel like the Eagles come in beat up on the lines. I have bet Dallas at three and a half. I got him at four. Um, obviously not ideal that you get um, the half point. I got killed by it last week. Um, I, I like Dallas in this spot. I'm not a huge fan of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, they did show well against the 49ers last week at home. A couple big plays, just couldn't punch it in the red zone. They'll move the ball uh, without question against the Cowboys defense. Is just not very good. Um, I would look at a first half—I'm uh, sorry, not first half. I would look at a full game over here, uh, just a bad defense for the Cowboys. And frankly, I think the Eagles can make some big plays, and you know Dak's going to move the ball. Mari Cooper sounds like he's going to give it a go. Um, so I will. I, I took the Cowboys, and I'm uh, rooting for a big game for Miles Sanders. Rob G.
5: I'm with you. Actually, you know, I don't have a side in this game. I do think that uh, the Cowboys are probably going to win, but the one thing I do like, I definitely like the over in this one. I don't think that the Cowboys defense is any good. Um, the fact that they got to move Micah Parson to defensive end tells you all you need to know about where they are defensively at this point <laughs> yeah. in their in their time. And, um, you know, I think Dak is good enough and that those wide receivers, even without Michael Gallup, are good enough to to put up points against Philly. They're not going to be able to run the ball very much. I don't expect a lot of Zeke Elliott tonight, but I do think it's going to be uh, Cowboys winning the game in the over.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I was going to start Tony Pollard, but I instead started Robbie Anderson, who is a bucket of garbage. Um, that being
5: said, uh, on the fantasy front, Rob, are you 3-0 and again? Uh, I will be 3-0 and in one league. This other one that I'm in, I'm, I need a big night from Amari Cooper, man. Oh, there's going to be one and two. That's a tough one.
4: That's going to be tough. Not 100%, but you should be able to get it. Did you see the story before we wrap up on the Cowboys offensive lineman? Remember Lyle Collins got suspended? Yes. Did you see yes. the, the, some of the details on yes, why he I was suspended? my guy. He tried to bribe the drug test collector. Like, really? Look, if, uh, if <laughs> you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> and he only got five games for that? I mean, I wonder how many people... Uh, like. Are thinking of trying that? I wonder how that's much he bad. offered.
5: That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, he's got some coin. That's now. what I'm I mean, saying. I, like, I, it, it had to be at least, what, 10? 10 Gs? Oh, he's got to do more. What, what drugs is he doing?
4: I guess just marijuana, but it's legal in so many states. Would you, Why would. I don't know. The NFL and marijuana is so funky.
5: Yeah, I don't know what the drug driving. was, but whatever it was, he, I hope that he made a sizable offer. I hope he didn't lowball the guy, and that's why he got caught.
4: Hey, here's 500 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Says the multi-millionaire. All right, folks. Week three nearly in the books. Hopefully get a good Monday night game. The primetime games have been pretty ridiculous. Uh, By the way, this Thursday, if you're looking ahead in terms of super excitement, the Bengals host Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, the winless, coverless Jags. And I'll say this. If the Jags no show here and go 0-4, I'll just tear up my ticket for them winning the division because it ain't happening. You can't start 0-4 and, and win the division. That's, I think, mathematically impossible, even in that dumpster fire of a division. Now, Tennessee does visit the Jets. With their win, they would move to 3-1. and 1. Colts are 0-3. They I think they're done. Um, and it basically is going to come down to Tennessee and if anyone else can keep up with them. We know the Texans cannot. Okay, the, the, David Cully and uh, what's his name? Davis Mills, no shot. So this is a huge win for Trevor Lawrence on the road. Now, I know history has not been kind to first-year quarterbacks on a short week.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
4: All right, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace!
1: Thunderstruck.